Hello and welcome into the live Oscars post show. Unless, of course, you are listening to this on a podcast form, in which case it's not live, but it's still an, an Oscars post show. And we are here. It is late. We are going to give our reactions to the 93rd Academy Awards. With me, as always, my partner in crime, Kirk. How you doing, Kirk? Hello, hello. I am here. I am here. What's that about? Oh, man. What a boring ceremony. Maybe the most boring thing I've ever seen. You know, like, I equate it to my high school graduation in which basically nothing exciting happened in any way, shape, or form. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yeah, certainly uh, certainly an interesting ceremony that we got this year. I think uh, we knew that it would be different, Right with the COVID protocols and they, they weren't going to be in the Dolby theater and uh, you know, they, they weren't going to be doing all of the normal things like the original song. And you know, there wasn't going to be a host again this year. You know, we knew, we knew it would be different. Um, But I'm not sure I expected what we got. I mean, I was, you heard me pre-show. I was legitimately excited about the, the Academy Awards. We had a little pre-show stream for those of you listening in podcast form and, Yep. We shared our thoughts and our opinions about what was to come, and uh, I was excited about it. And now, I mean, it might as well be three a.m. I, I feel <laughs> like I, it feels like it was eternally long and completely uneventful. And like, I don't, I, I, I have no words for what we just watched there. Yeah, we could end it. We could end this podcast right now because it was. So strange. Uh, I mean, maybe our expectations were so high that, you know, this year of film was supposed to be um, non-existent. And we got some really great stories. We got some really great, uh, great projects that came out and great nominations overall. And then we just got delivered this ceremony that really didn't actually celebrate it. Everyone just seemed very sad and very slow. And then also... Um, none of my picks won. Well, a couple did, but none of my big picks won, and that's upsetting. I mean, I have to say, my my predictions were pretty spot on, so I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good right now. But here's, here's the thing: everything about this, everything about this, from from a an event standpoint, was wrong. Everything yes. about it was wrong. Um, the in memoriam was crazy fast. You couldn't even read the names of the. Did you notice that? Oh, like, yeah. insanely fast and they didn't even like you know how usually they like on the on like people who are really significant who passed away you know really significant presences in film they usually show like a little clip of their work nothing no one nothing. got that no one got that and it felt frankly kind of disrespectful and weird that we were like blazing through this like all right come on it's the end memoriam let's go that was weird the fact that the the order of the awards was bizarre. They did best picture third from last, third from last, and they did best 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 ask, actor last. And here's the thing: Frances McDormand won best actress, gave the shortest speech ever, rolled yes. out. Then you get Joaquin Phoenix. Like whoever decided that it was a good idea 
to because you know it was going to be Joaquin Phoenix presenting this award because he won last year. But whoever right. decided, you know what? Let's put that guy last. He is really a, an entertainer in the traditional sense. He can really get the room riled up. That dude hates this. He hates it. He hates yes. it. And it was so obvious. And then they end up giving the award to a guy who's not even there and can't even give an acceptance speech, and the show just ends. Like, what in the world? Let me speak on both of those points because they're excellent points. So uh, Conan O'Brien always talks about um, when he's walking through a doorway, he's always horrified that that will be what's used in his in memoriam. Because when you <laughs> when you show those significant clips of those very larger than life people uh, from the entertainment world, from the film and te- television world, they're always walking through a doorway. You know, it's whether true. it be whether it be coming in a house in a in a, in a constant institutional building, uh, whatever it might be. Uh, so that's what I thought about. I thought about uh, Conan O'Brien in that moment and that we didn't get any of those walk through the doorway moments. Nothing. Uh, it's, it's bizarre. Like, I know a lot of people passed away this year, but a lot, a lot of people passed away. Let's give them their, I mean, and usually seconds? they usually it takes a good chunk of time. And I think that that's appropriate given the subject yeah. matter of the in memoriam. And I mean, it was like on one second transition slideshow. On, they were on like, let's PowerPoint. move, let's move. We don't have time for all these dead people. Let's get out of here. And then speaking on Joaquin Phoenix, you know, he he's not your entertainer. He's not your presenter. He doesn't have a host-like quality where he's going to uh, stand up there and comfort people or help. It's a completely different uh, skill set. And he doesn't have I wouldn't it, be surprised fine. if Joaquin Phoenix openly campaigned against himself winning Best <laughs> Actor just because he doesn't want to do that. Like, that's dead right. serious. He's, like, the fact that they had Harrison Ford, who actually did a great job, all things considered. He did, but the yeah. fact that they had Harrison Ford and Joaquin Phoenix both present awards tonight, I was like, what are you trying to pull here? <laughs> Those two would be on the Mount Rushmore of people who don't want to present an award at an award show. Like, dead serious. They would Yes. Yes. And then so you have him at the end just laugh, laughing at the awkwardness of it. Like literally yeah, laughing, literally at, laughing like, at it. <laughs> so I guess we accept this on his behalf. Have a great night, everybody. <laughs> like what in the world? And you can't you cannot line that up that way if you know that someone's not going to be there, whoever the event coordinator was for this whoever if there's a nominee not going to be present for this award ceremony then you you flip you flip-flop that you have best actress last so everyone has an opportunity to walk up there for a final speech like dude awful. and i have never seen anyone want to be the disappearing homer meme more than <laughs> quest love at the end when he gets handed the hot <laughs> potato to end the show he's just like kill me <laughs> like, yeah he was just like well, it's uh, been a pleasure to be your musical host tonight. I was like, dude, you don't deserve this. You're better. You're better than this. They did you so dirty here, Questlove. Well, they did. Yeah, they absolutely. The, the producer room. You know, when they're saying like, go four, go seventy six, go blue, go. You know, when they're calling all the monitors and everything, they absolutely said, Questlove, we need you. We need you. Say this. this. You know, yeah, we have to have it. And kudos to him because in a in a production where they were uh, very uh, avid about not having a host. Questlove became the host like it, yeah he, at several points he was interjecting and and he helped assist lead that game game if you can call it that oh. <laughs> that, that guess this song was it an Oscar nom or not and then at the end and then he, he also did that for the production promotion of his of his movie and maybe that's why he did it because he just wanted to get the word out on his film that's coming but all in all what a what a absolutely insane night for the academy awards i did not expect that it was the worst oscars ever 
I, yeah. I like I I'll go out on a limb and I haven't seen all 93 of them obviously but I will go out on a limb and say that is safely the worst Oscars ceremony ever in history and can we talk about this game can we talk yeah. about this game here's the game for those of you who were lucky enough not to tune into the Oscars <laughs> tonight the game was and they did this three-fourths of the way through the show like the show was about to end they had had no audience participation whatsoever up to this point and I don't know somebody in the in the production room must have pulled the emergency hatch because they could feel that the energy was gone and they're like all right plan d we need the game we need the game okay so here's the game they're gonna Questlove plays a song and one of the actors in the room whoever gets chosen has to say if it was nominated for an academy award won an academy award or none of the above which is the laziest game I have ever heard of. This is that's like a game that me and you come up with. Absolutely. Like seriously, in ten seconds, we're like, "Oh crap, we need a game. We need a game." All right, how about this? Like that is something that we would do, and we don't get paid anything. We do this no. for fun, and we um, would make it fun. Let's let's be clear, we would and these make people that were game given fun. months to come yes. up with something, and that's what they came up. I mean, just horrible. So then they go to Andrew Day, who's just like, I don't know, she was ticked off or something she was not in the mood to be picked on for a game and she would just went off the handle you know she got they had to hit the dump button on her because she was swearing on tv then they went to daniel kaluuya and these two guys the guy who hosted the game Little was Ray the Howie. guy from get out yeah who who they were they were castmates and the chemistry between them was non-existent that conversation was so awkward and then they go to the most blatantly scripted bit with Glenn Close to bail them out of it, which did help, but it was, again, painfully scripted. And that was supposed to be like the energy of the show. And it was bad. It was right. so bad. All they wanted was a gif of Glenn Close shaking her butt. Which they got. Some, which they to got. Their credit, they got it. And it's great. I mean, I will and, use it for sure. And, <laughs> and it was funny when she actually got up and did it. It Absolutely. was actually funny. I feel like there are a number of actors and actresses who could have got up and done that and you just would have actually turned your TV off or thrown it out the window. But it yeah. was funny. It was. Do it was I hilarious. wish it was Tommy Lee Jones? Yes, I do. But <laughs> <laughs> you, you were. You had that scripted. You were very ready, <laughs> or you've been you've been thinking about Tommy Lee Jones. Like what actor? I always think see? about Tommy Lee Jones. To be quite <laughs> honest with you, shaking his butt. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till something like that actually happens. Um, but yeah, Lil Ray Howery. I could actually see him as a host. Um, yeah, sure. Given enough preparation, um, it, it almost sounds like they pulled him out of the audience. It's like, hey, man, you're funny. No, they had him like stuffed in a closet and they were like, hey, listen, plan <laughs> D, it's go time. You're in. And he was like, what? OK. And here we are. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I, I, it could not have been worse. It could it not have bad. been worse. It was bad. Um, so, yeah, the, the show itself was awful. The other thing we haven't talked about is that the speeches were not cut off at all tonight. They just no. let him go off the handle. I mean. It didn't matter what you were winning. You could have been winning. I mean, they let the visual effects guy talk for, for, I mean, not visual effects, but plenty of people just free reign, just go yes. for it. They're like, whatever. It's, you know, this show, nobody's going to watch this. This is terrible. <laughs> you guys just talk. And people were talking forever. Yes. And, and when they got to Francis, Francis was like, I got like six words to say. Peace. Like, yeah, she wins one of the, the pillar awards and is like, this is great. 
Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And mad respect. Mad respect. Yeah, sure. Because she, she is someone who can talk and she, you know, she spoke Which she did piece. last time she won. So she did for three billboards. Yeah. And, and this, this time around, like all the speeches were just all over the place. And then there was all this off the cuff stuff, like starting with Regina King and then it, which, why, why would you let someone speak for that long at the beginning? Why don't you just get a host academy? Yeah. Like so, just get somebody to do like an actual, like monologue. monologue that's like funny and, that's funny. Yes. Regina King yeah. just started like talking to her friends, like, <laughs> like all these inside jokes. I'm like, what are you doing? Which then echoed throughout, even in the, in the final, uh, best actress, uh, category where, where Renee Zellweger was like, which you were luminous in your performance to someone at the top of their performance. So I was like, what, what's happening here? It yeah. just completely unraveled. It was, it's not the Academy Awards that I've known and, and loved in the years past. I know. I generally do like this Academy Awards show. I, I honestly usually look forward to it, and I usually enjoy it. And so, again, I knew that there were going to be some things that were going to be different. But what we got, yikes. Big there's, yikes. There's the infamous um, Oscar opening, which which is noted as like the worst Oscar cer- opening ceremonies ever. Or was it the Olympics? Gosh, I can't remember. Anyways, Rob Lowe is part of it. <laughs> And he oh, sings gosh. in 90% of it and he cannot sing. He's actually deaf in one year. Like literally like Rob Lowe deaf, yeah. is deaf in one year. And they chose him to sing uh, most of, of the performance of this opening ceremony. And I think that is better than this because at least it's a train wreck that's fast. Uh, this was just slow and painful and methodical. And it just felt like abuse, honestly. It, that's was. What it, it felt was. like. It was tough to watch. And then... We have to talk about the awards at some point because I, I do want to talk about it. I thought it was a really interesting show. I feel like the Academy broke my brain this year with the way they voted. I mean, I could not follow at all. So mm-hmm. we start the show with the well, first of all, the the award order was crazy, right? Yes. Now keep in mind, you know, let's talk about award order real quick before I go into the the actual award winners. I feel like, and let me know what you think, I feel like the Academy put best actor last because they thought it would be Chadwick. Yes? Hmm. I thought they put it last because they didn't want a group on stage ending the ceremony they wanted that they wanted the group of the best picture to be back in their seats for covid regulations because if oh. you end, if you end the show and you have 10 people on stage well the show credits roll well then they're just going to start wandering to everybody because at the end of the night who's really going to remember all the rules that they're supposed to handle and take care of when they're all you. vaccinated they've all been tested 6 times today that's my guess it could definitely be a Chadwick thing as well because how how beautiful of a moment would that have been and it backfired. Well, that's what I'm saying because because I saw people being like, why would you put it last if you like if it wasn't going to be Chadwick? And I think we have to remember they have no idea who's winning. Yeah, These I, results go straight to Price Waterhouse Cooper. They put them in the vaults. They hand them out like nobody knows. Nobody nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, they couldn't have ever known, but I wondered if they were predicting that that would be the case. And if that is the case, I feel like there should be a built-in level of operations for the follow for all subsequent years after this. They designate the one guy who knows all the answers and say, "Hey, yeah. listen, this is the order that we're thinking." Uh, of- they, they need a guy. Yeah, they need a secret service with the nuclear codes, like the handcuffs yeah. briefcase situation is what they and- need. 
And then that guy's going to go, you know what? Anthony Hopkins is not going to be at the fi- at, at the actual ceremony. You know what? Put best actress last. I think you'll enjoy that no matter what, you know? Yeah. Because it, it just, it's so ridiculous how much money and time goes into this ceremony and how bad it could it turned out to be. I mean, that's the risk with anything like this. But seriously, guys, I mean, when money is, is even more important than, than ever and advertising dollars are low um, because the advertising prices are, are so high, like the cost of advertising is so high. Yeah. So all of these sponsors and everything, how do they feel advertising for the 93rd Oscar is like, good luck. I on can't, the I can't imagine the vast majority of people stuck around for the whole show. No way. I, I, there's no way. If I, if I wasn't watching it for this, I would have been out because yeah. it was painful, but I want to talk about the awards themselves because that's ultimately what we're here for. And the show is part of it, but the awards are the other part of it, but I found it particularly puzzling how the Academy voted this year. And so I want to run through some of these. So the big winner of the night was Nomadland. For those of you who didn't watch, Nomadland took home Best Picture, Best Actress, Best Directing, um, which were, it was the favorite for Best Picture and Best Directing for sure out of out of those. Um Here's what I find interesting. The show's kick off, the show kicks off with the with the screenplay awards. Yes. And opens with two what I in my opinion were two massive upsets. Promising young woman winning original screenplay, which I thought was for sure going to Minari or um, Trial of the Chicago 7, you know, and then adapted screenplay went to um, The Father. And yes. I, th- I thought, you know, Nomadland would probably be in the driver's seat to take that one. And so I was like, I actually texted you and I was like, oh, we're in a, we're in an interesting spot, <laughs> spot here. Um, that was, that was surprising. And so it'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how things go. Well, then everything else kind of went how you would expect like Nomadland still took the top award despite not having one screenplay and the other award it didn't win that I find particularly interesting considering that it won best picture is cinematography. It didn't win cinematography, film editing or adapted screenplay and still won best picture. And Kirk, as someone, I know you are someone who did not particularly care for this film. I'm someone who did like it, but one of the main reasons I liked it and one of the reasons this movie is a massive achievement in film is the cinematography, right? The visuals, mm-hmm. the way that, it, and the way that it's edited. Like the fact, like once it lost cinematography after having not won adapted screenplay and didn't win film editing, I was like, oh, it's dead. It's over. No matter right. it's not going to win. So I, right. I was personally floored by that what was your reaction to how the night unfolded well like i like how you said because of also how it was edited well the editing award went to sound of metal so i know i know it was all over the place did did the members of the academy actually see all of these movies or were they guessing at how other people were voting was were there internal conversations and campaigns it didn't make any sense every, every award every major award just kind of got spread around basically because right. even the even nomadland in the top hits they didn't win all the top hits they didn't even win the majority of the top hits or the ones that mattered or related to the big ones it was all in all a very confusing night, which is why I'm very upset right now. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, you know, Mank won for cinematography and production design. Yes. Which I'm like, I assumed that Nomadland would be the favorite for both of those awards and that 
those would be sort of like the tea leaves showing you, you know, telling the story of who's going to win as, as so often happens. You know, I remember when Parasite won the screenplay award, it was like, oh, here we go. You know, right. this, this is on. And then Bong Joon-ho won directing and you knew, you already knew it was going to be best picture by that point. And this felt like the tea leaves were not pointing in the direction of Nomadland until the directing award and which Chloe Zhao won. But even still, I was telling myself, well, I mean, look at everything. It didn't win film editing. It didn't win production design. It didn't win cinematography. It didn't win screenplay. I'm like, I, I feel like we're pointing in a different direction here. And then it still takes home the big, big award. So it's like, what in the world was going yeah. on? Is it be, is it so spread out? Here's a question. Do we think it might be so spread out because there the community aspect of being in the entertainment world and the community that the academy has with seeing their people and their publicists and their other actor friends and saying, "No, no, no, listen. That's a great movie, but you really have to look at this movie and here's why." Do you think that sort of collaboration is lost and that's why we have all of these split decisions like all over the place it's so yeah. bizarre i mean i'll buy that take i think i think it's fair i think there is a you know to your point i think there's a fair amount of campaigning and gamesmanship that goes into winning the big awards at these things um and that could have been lost with covid but yeah i mean it's, it's hard to explain you know i find myself mm -hmm. you know looking for answers to how we got to this point because Many of the things that generally point in a certain direction to help you understand how the show is going to go just did not fall that way at all. No. Um, so that was confusing. And I think, um, you know, even it, it's like everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like it, the Anthony Hopkins thing, I hate because he gave such an incredible performance and deserved best actor. And, and Chadwick Boseman also deserved it. Either one of them could have won and deserved it. But because of the situation with Chadwick, like that's a loss for the Oscars. That's a yes. huge, that's a huge loss for them. That was a moment that they were, you know, robbed of and one that they probably thought they were going to get. And, um, you know, selfishly, it sucks for Chadwick Boseman. I, I, I would have loved to see that. We all would have, we, we loved Chaz Chadwick Boseman and, this would have been the greatest greatest exclamation point on his career because he will never get another chance and, and that's horrible and but you know anthony hopkins will may not get another chance as well it's just it's a tough situation but you even that you know which is just all down to the voters seem to not break the oscars way um, because i think that they wanted that moment and they wanted to honor, honor chadwick and and have that moment with his family and everything yes and, and even that didn't pan out so yeah and because of mismanagement of an entire, you know, three hour, four hour ceremony, we just got left with like feeling the, you know, not exactly. no, no inspiring moments from this. There was the long, very long segment with Brian Cranston. Um, I mean, I love Brian Cranston a lot. And that was just a bizarre extended uh, scene of just talking about life is what it kind of rolled into. And I was like, Brian Cranston, maybe you need a podcast because this is not the place for that. <laughs> yeah, it was it was something else. I honestly think Tyler Perry's humanitarian award speech was the highlight of the night, followed yes. by or even equal to Ya Jung Yoon winning for best supporting actress. <laughs> like those two speeches made the show yes. and they were, they were great moments, but they, they weren't enough to lift up the rest of the event, which was pretty abysmal.
Yes, best supporting actress, best speech of the night, hands down. I mean, it was it was colored with um, just sincere humor, uh, sincere observations, and gratitude. Uh, it was it was absolutely precious, and it was absolutely uh, that was inspiring. And then, you know, let's talk about Tyler Perry. He has been uh, increasingly kind of exposing his humanitarian efforts, like. The first time I heard about this was probably a year and a half ago, um, right before COVID. And people were like, dude, Tyler Perry is the man. You have no idea what he does for people. And I was like, what? What? Like Medea? Hold on. Let's let's listen. All right. And so I saw like some sort of segment on it. And he like legit just just bleeds generosity. I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And then to hear the speech that he gave tonight and about, you know, stepping out of bed and stepping over people that weren't there when he went to bed and be like, mom, who are these people? Absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. I, I just wish that I, I want to go to what was it called? The dream building, the dream house where where he his production studio is. And oh, man, it looks so cool. I, I just think that he's got to be such a wonderful guy. Yeah, he won the night. He, he won the night in a big way. I think, um, you know, people are so used to the Oscars being highly political and he chose not to go that route. And he, he went with a message of unity and a message of hope. And, and I applaud him for that. I think that that takes courage you know i think yeah i think that that community expects you to speak out about something and to take a take a hard stance on something he did take a hard stance on something but it wasn't something that was either on the right or the left but something that was dead center and and something that gives people hope and and so i thought that was great um overall let's talk about the awards and how things shook out i mean are you what do you think were the big misses? Were there big misses? Do you think they mostly got it right? Or or where are you kind of landing on the 93rd Academy Awards? Yeah, no, no, they did not get it right, man. They did not get it right. You can't have a film like Minari and not recognize it. I mean, you put it here. You put it here at the Academy Awards, which should be the top. And you have all these checkboxes marked uh, with storytelling, narrative, cinematography, performances, uh, sound editing, uh, all of it, all of it to get production value, all of it together was spectacular, phenomenal. We talk a lot on our podcast about how we, uh, how things lose their, lose their momentum in the, in the second, some or first, second or third act of, of their story. Nah, this thing was, was just a train. It, it really, it really moved, uh, in all the right ways. Minari, was really shut out in such a sad way. And I think Sound of Metal should have gotten a little bit more recognition out there today too. Happy they won Best Editing, but I mean, they could have won more, you know? So weird night, weird night overall. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, I was not surprised by the events of tonight. I feel like, um, you know, the the categories that caught me off guard were the screenplay categories, which I was not mad about either of those. Like, let's be clear. I just thought those were big upsets. Um, and I was, I, I was surprised that Frances McDormand won best actress. Again, she, she was as deserving as anyone else in that category, but I was surprised that it shook out that way. And, um, yeah, I think Minari, Minari is probably the one who lost the most tonight that and trial of the Chicago seven. I mean, neither of those films really got any love whatsoever. I, I think Minari, you know, obviously got the supporting actress award, which is nothing to sneeze at. That's one of the big four. Um, but you know, it, it basically got shut out. Trial of the Chicago seven did get shut out completely. I don't think they won a single thing. Um, you know, and there were some movies that won multiple awards that surprised me like sound of metal. I was, I was happy they won film editing and best sound, which let's say, thank God they finally 
combined sound mixing and sound editing because it yes. always went to the same movie for both and it's just stupid because nobody knows the difference and i've i've looked it up 1300 times and i still don't know the difference and i mean i do i do know the difference now but i'm just saying it's one of those things um so yeah sound of metal one two the father won multiple awards uh promising young woman took home an award so there there were there were some surprises. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom took home the the like costume and makeup awards. That's right. It just seemed like well received, um, yeah. Yeah, it, these are these are movies that deserve things, but it just it it didn't exactly shake out the way that I thought. So I think ultimately, I I as I said in the pre show, I expected Nomadland to win the night, despite the fact that heavy favorites have not fared well in recent Oscars history. But um, it was a weird night and the voting didn't seem to make a ton of sense in total. So that, that yeah. is a whole nother layer in and of itself. It almost feels like people that won tonight, not all, but it almost felt like the general consensus was they won in spite of past year's winners to be like, well, they had their day in the sun and this is a very similar story or project or whatever. So now we need to vote for this person and give them a chance too, where it's that's not how it should be you know who who gets the best performance who gives the best effort who who got it right w- with all the stars aligning you know not not um not diminishing anyone else because they have like wins to previous years yeah i think this this academy awards reminds me of the one where the hurt locker won yes it was like it was like a similar night like Awards were kind of scattered all over the place. It was kind of confusing. The Hurt Locker won, which everybody sort of knew that it was technically good, but it wasn't anybody's favorite movie from the year. And it, you know, it was just like a very like blah sort of Oscars. And and this is this is what that felt like. And and what I was hoping for from this show was to bring shed more light on the indie community and bring tons of viewers to check out more indie films next year. And I feel like people will now associate those cool indie films with this boring, crappy Oscars and it might set them back a few years. So it really might. That's unfortunate. It really might. Uh, Going out from here. uh, It was such a promising, it was such a surprise of good content like we discussed. And now it's it's just weird it's not i can't even be like totally sad about it it's just weird and then what stories come next right in an attempt to be the best of the best tell the stories that need to be told and how they tell them it'll be affected i think by by these oscars which are again this is the pedestal that that the the peers of, of the academy of the actors and producers and filmmakers they all vote they make the votes the people that make these movies and are in these movies they are part of the academy so what's what's on their minds as they go out tonight that's pretty that's that'll be fascinating in some uh, exit interviews as they come off the carpet tonight absolutely absolutely well it wasn't the show that we wanted, but it was the show that we got, and that is the 93rd Oscars. That's a wrap. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this as well as our pre-show. Um, if you're listening to this in podcast form, you'll be excited to know we have another stream coming up for you on Tuesday night at 9 p.m. You can check in with us then where we'll be reviewing Mortal Kombat, which is now streaming on HBO Max and is included with your subscription. So come back and check in with us on Tuesday night or Friday via the podcast if you want to listen to that review. And, of course, we'll also be wrapping up the Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week, which had a just a beastly, uh, exciting, you know, I don't even know. There, there's 
too many adjectives and adverbs to even use to describe that that finale, but it was a good one. And Kirk and I have tons of thoughts, I'm sure. So we'll be getting into all of that. Um, if you missed any of our Oscars coverage tonight, please remember we are available on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter if you want the fastest news. You can also get it on Discord. Our Discord server link is in the description. But thank you guys so much for joining us and we will have more shows for you. We're going to play out some original music, which is from the band Rhetoric. Check those guys out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music, and we will catch you guys later this week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.